This episode of the 3D Insights podcast is sponsored by IMAPS, the premier global association for microelectronics advanced packaging enthusiasts. A membership in IMAPS helps your company grow its advanced packaging workforce through professional education and networking, advances your brand, and supports building relationships. IMAPS helps you learn, connect, and collaborate. Learn more at IMAPS.org. I'm Francoise Von Trapp, and this is the 3D Insights Podcast. Hi, everyone. Here it is, another trip around the sun, and we are coming up to one of the year's biggest events, the International Microelectronic Packaging Society's International Device Packaging Conference, or simply known as IMAPS DPC, is only six weeks away. Here to talk to me today about this year's event is Scott Hayes, General Chair, and Amy Lujan, General Chair-Elect. Scott is with NXP Semiconductors, and Amy Lujan is with Savanza Solutions. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Francoise. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to have you both here. Before we dive into what's happening this year, can you just tell me about your roles at IMAPS and also what you do when you're not supporting IMAPS? Thank you, Francois. Uh, this is Scott Hayes. I work for NXP Semiconductors. I'm located uh, in Chandler, Arizona. If you go back in my career, I've worked for Freescale and I worked for Motorola for quite some time. So three different companies without actually changing uh, companies, I guess, right? They're all mergers and acquisitions and, and whatnot. They're uh, uh, spinoffs. Throughout my career, I've been responsible for packaging technology, development, uh, new product introductions, new technology introductions, uh, long-term technology innovations, uh, a lot of fun stuff uh, in fan out, uh, some interesting things in, in automotive radar. Uh, so we are an automotive company and a, a lot of my work and my team's work uh, has me focusing on, on automotive type of products, but that's not it. That's a nice thing about NXP uh, is we have a very diverse product portfolio. So we get to work on lots of different kinds of packages. Packaging is great. Technology uh, and the materials and the process uh, and the designs and applications that all uh, I find fascinating. And it's been a great career so far. I've uh, had the opportunity to get involved with IMAPS going back years uh, and uh, DPC going back years also. So being local here in the Phoenix area is uh, given me uh, a lot of opportunities to get involved in the in the society overall and try to bring others into it too. So I know we'll talk a little bit about the history of DPC because this is a milestone year for us. That's what I do. And that's why IMAPS is uh, important to me. You've got a lot happening in the automotive world right now. So it's pretty exciting time for NXP, I'm sure. And thanks for mentioning that IMAPS DPC takes place here in Fountain Hills, Arizona. Amy, let's hear about you. Thanks, Francois. My name is Amy Lujan, uh, coming to you from Savances. I've been at Savances for uh, over a decade now. I focus on the cost of various packaging technologies, um, anything from very mature technologies up through advanced packaging. Um, I have done cost models and cost analyses of it. Prior to Savances, uh, I've been in engineering, more on the device side of things uh, at Nokia, I have worked uh, with as a photoresist supplier, so I've sort of bounced around to different parts of the industry, and now it's all about the cost of various types of packaging technologies. Well, I definitely am always very interested in your presentations and your articles about the cost analysis because so much of 
what people decide to do is based on cost. So um, I think you make a large contribution to this industry. So thank you for that. And you are general chair elect this year. That's correct. Which means that next year you will be the general chair. Correct. So primarily my role this year has been to pay really close attention to what Scott is doing. Uh, He's done a great job of putting the conference together, guiding the theme, and mostly I've been taking notes so that I can do a good job next year, um, helping to lead the conference and put together a great program for 2025. It's a big responsibility to run this conference and everybody involved in these conferences, except for the team that is works for IMAPS is a volunteer, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. So yeah. you all hold down regular jobs and then this is your side hustle. <laughs> we do it because we love IMAPS and we love DPC. Yeah, it's uh, there's a lot of hustle associated with it. But I, you know, as Amy mentioned, she's uh, she's trying to to soak things up, and uh, I, I tried to soak things up a year ago with uh, with Nokia Bowl from Jay said, and but yeah, it, it kind of continues. But it's you know, we've got a long lineage of uh, I, I think good leaders uh, in IMAPs. Uh, but you know, when you think beyond your companies and you think beyond your day to day, you know, the industry is really what sustains us overall here, and uh, we're all. Uh, different players in the industry and you know, above from just making things a little bit more interesting and, and more insightful. Uh, it's it's a necessary thing for us to to sustain uh, semiconductor packaging and assembly going into the future. So a lot of fun things developing here in the States, uh, globally too. We'll talk, I think, a little bit about certainly in our uh, conference and our program and, and maybe a little bit over this podcast here too. So, you know, you have to go out and, and uh, and mingle and you have to you have to go talk to people and listen and, and learn and that's how you can be successful i think in the in the industry and it's important to uh to develop the uh, younger members of our industry too by by pulling them into the fold here so that's i think an important uh, part of uh, of imaps and, and similar societies so absolutely you know it's all about collaboration right at the end of the day and imaps really provides that vehicle to collaborate across you know, different companies, different parts of the supply chain, definitely bringing up the next generation of engineers, which is a huge topic right now. You mentioned when we first started talking that this is Device Packaging Conference's 20th anniversary. Let's talk a little bit about the history. As you mentioned, this is the 20th year. So the conference kicked off back in 2005. The very first year was at the Hilton Scottsdale Resort in Scottsdale. Year two, it moved over to another hotel in Scottsdale for two years before finding a home uh, where we are today called the Wekopa Resort on the Fort McDowell Reservation uh, used to be a Radisson location. So there is not just a long history of this conference um, in the Phoenix area, but it's actually been at the very same resort uh, for about a decade and a half. I think I've been to almost every one of those, except the first one. When you said 2005, I went, that's when I, because 2005 is when I joined this industry. And I was already well into my life by then. So um, I was a latecomer to the industry, but um, I can't believe it's been 20 years. I can really measure my career and, you know, 3D Insights career. We're not 20 yet, but the first few years that I went to Device Packaging Conference was as a representative from um, advanced packaging magazine. So, wow, that's just like, you're bringing back memories. And <laughs> I may have missed the first two. I don't think I joined until you were at Wikopa. 
and it's always been there. And obviously it's the, the event has grown so much over the years that you're actually outgrowing Wikopa. That's true. Um, which I understand and it's wonderful that it's growing, but on the other hand, the, the familiarity is always, I find it a real pleasure to always go to the same place and to know Mm -hmm. what to expect but I do want the conference to continue to grow as well. So there's a bit of a trade-off there, but I think the continuity of the same location and approximately the same time frame has been really overall a good thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I agree. I was reviewing a little bit of data about the history of this conference, and I'm seeing that the very first program featured two professional development courses. That's in contrast to 12 PDCs this year. The very first conference had a small tabletop exhibit, which of course now is a full exhibit hall. And there were two technical tracks with approximately 60 speakers, which I do think is is quite a good amount of speakers compared to also where we are. For a first conference. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Uh, So of course, versus this year, we had over 100 abstract submissions and had to, you know, be selective and narrow down who our technical choices would be. So it was really great. Uh, I think a bit of a milestone this year to receive so many more abstracts than necessary. I know that's happened a couple of times, but we haven't always been too overflowing in terms of abstracts. So that's another sign of just how the interest and growth is there. Do you think some of this is driven by how advanced packaging is just hot? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I was at Semi-ISS a few weeks ago, and Jean-Christophe Eloy said, chiplets and advanced packaging will rule the world. And I thought, I, you know, we tried to say that at Advanced Packaging Magazine in 2009, and then the magazine got shut down. So. Mm. <laughs> 2009 may have been ahead of your time at that point. Yeah. <laughs> I remember these types of conversations going back over 10 years ago with regards to heterogeneous integration chiplets. And there were a lot of great solutions back then. And I think there were alternatives still at that point. Right. And right. I think that's kind of what's happening now. We're realizing that silicon's not scaling uh, cost. Uh, you know, we mentioned cost earlier. That's starting to factor into to a lot of the HI solutions. And it's uh, cost advantageous in some cases to uh, to put it together in the package, right? It doesn't just uh, simplify your your technology development on the front end. Uh, it doesn't just simplify your your supply chain uh, going through the fabs to the OSATs or internal factories, et cetera. It, it actually, in some cases, is is proving its merit cost-wise. So yeah, you're, we're kind of, uh, I think we're on the cusp of that and really seeing some uh, broader adoption of various integration techniques. So it's kind of fun to have been involved with it from uh, many earlier days and then, you know, seeing the whole story and seeing how it's playing out now. So, so we'll see, we'll see what's in the, in the near future and longer term future for, uh, for HI and chiplets. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, 
grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step guide to starting your podcast today. How do you think the device packaging conference differs from the annual symposium that's held in October? I think it was a springtime attempt at the the fall symposium, right? So it's uh, you go and you look at the tracks, uh, it's quite similar. You look at the PDCs, very similar topics. So it's not necessarily, you know, the only packaging conference that IMAPS does here, but it uh, it is a springtime version of uh, of the the main fall symposium. My feeling is that over the years, the symposium was always traditional packaging. And then started to dabble in the advanced packaging side of things, whereas DPC really started out as a focus on advanced packaging, mm. right? And, and it's just gotten to the point that the technology is there, that it's important to both of them. You know, I agree with the way you're looking at it. I think if DPC is a little more targeted, I find the conference to be an ideal size because it's small enough that it's easy to track people down and there's not too many different directions Mm -hmm. to get pulled when there's only three tracks, Uh, but it's big enough not to be staring at the same hundred people Mm -hmm. every day. Um, So I think it hits the sweet spot between um, larger and Mm -hmm. and smaller events. So that's what kind of makes DPC stand out for me is it's the perfect size. I know it's growing, but I still find it to be a really good targeted size for the best collaboration versus the flagship conference. It's a little bigger. There's a lot more going on. So there's more opportunities to uh, hear different topics and meet other people. But the sense of collaboration is just not quite there mm. for me at the large A little more conferences. approachable. So that's kind of how I look at it. Yeah. Let's talk about some of the highlights of this year's device packaging conference. What can people expect to learn? Yeah, sure. That's a great question, Francois. We're following similar programs as we have in the past with the structure overall, but I think I first want to talk about our technical keynotes. This really intended to be a bit of a technical conference, and we are trying to capture some of the the main themes uh, in our industry right now. What's really driving development, what's driving technology advancements, and the two key themes that we've uh, honed in on for this year's uh, conference are heterogeneous integration, uh, maybe doesn't come as a surprise there, but trying to to take a little bit more of a, I guess, direct application type of approach to, to the insight. So what we've done there is we've invited uh, people from major IDMs uh, to come and give uh, technical keynotes. Uh, we do have uh, Hemant uh, from AMD and uh, we have Puya Tadian from, uh, from Intel, and they're going to come and, and speak on HI and specifically some of the challenges that they are seeing. Uh, in their product implementation. So it'll be great to hear from them what's becoming the reality uh, in product implementation. So then the second uh, theme is you know, beyond that, and what do we think the future growth drivers will be for packaging? So uh, this is considering applications. So what need is there in the application space uh, to pull along technology advancements for packaging? And then also another little bit of a different facet to that is or a different perspective would be technologies that will enable uh, the advancement. So what new ways can we assemble? Uh, and, you know, we're looking at things like uh, additive manufacturing and printing for that one there. Uh, but uh, to help cover these themes uh, for the growth drivers, uh, we have uh, a speaker from uh, Meta Facebook Reality Labs. That's uh, Raj Penzi. 
and then also uh, Sita from Aptiv. And Aptiv, um, some of you may not know, they're a major player in uh, tier one automotive uh, supply industry. So they've been focusing a lot on uh, autonomous vehicles, so radars uh, in particular. So those are a couple of key applications that we think are pulling uh, technology development and uh, driving some of the advancements and the needs for that. So it's the right, the mother of invention, right? So, um, and then uh, we also are, are very fortunate to have uh, Dr. Pradeep Lal from Auburn, uh, and he has been very involved over the years in 3D printing and additive manufacturing. So, I think with some of the the higher power compute that we're seeing in tools and some of the material advancements that we're seeing in these techniques and these processes, uh, we're starting to see more activity associated with that. So maybe that will become a, uh, an enabling technology. But those really are our two technical themes uh, for this year. We're doing something uh, interesting this year compared to previous years. We have actual five keynotes. Typically, we've had four keynotes, but keeping in the theme of sort of expanding, uh, we have more content this year. Uh, what we plan to do is on Tuesday evening, we're going to have uh, Dr. Penzi from uh, uh, from Meta Facebook Reality Labs giving a keynote presentation in the evening immediately prior to the panel discussion that Jan Vardaman from TechSearch is going to be uh, facilitating. So in the topic there, looking for the next killer app, uh, will HI be the enabler? Uh, so we'll be looking to see what uh, great discussions come out of that there. So that's a little bit of a different approach there, a keynote and then the uh, panel discussion. So the keynote will be just prior to the panel discussion. Yeah, Dr. Penzi from uh, Meta and Facebook uh, will talk on uh, augmented reality and virtual reality, and the packaging, uh, challenges and opportunities and the path forward. And then uh, that's going to prompt the uh, the panel discussion that'll be uh, facilitated by Jan. So we'll learn uh uh, from some of the uh, panel members there, what their perspective is on the next killer app, uh, pulling along HI or pulling along advanced packaging. So again, that's approaching it from the perspective of uh, of need, right? So what what out there in the product market space needs advanced packaging? Okay. And on Wednesday, we always have the General Business Council. Yeah, we do. We'll have that Wednesday morning as, as uh, we have in the past. Uh, and this year, the focus on it will be how geopolitics are reshaping the global semiconductor industry. So the, the GBC is pulling in people from government uh, mm-hmm. and from academia, uh, from industry, uh, and from industry, meaning uh, IDMs and OSATs and also mm-hmm. material suppliers. Uh, so right now, the program looks like we'll have uh, four or five speakers uh, covering topics uh, associated with CHIPS funding for here in the States approaches to non-greater China requirements that a lot of companies are, are seeing uh, as requirements for them to do business, uh, and also China for China, and similar topics there that are really uh, driving how our supply chain looks, where development is happening, and uh, quite honestly, where, where some major investments are happening. So we see a lot of that here in the Phoenix area, and uh, you know, we see a lot of things in the news, too, in the U.S. about other areas of, of semiconductor investment, both on the front end, as well as uh, we're seeing a lot on the back end now, too, for uh, packaging and assembly. So it's it, the landscape's changing. Uh, the GBC is going to attempt to to cover this from those different perspectives that I mentioned, uh, academia and uh, government and, and also through industry. One thing I noticed about this year's event is it's also co-located with a medical microelectronics event. 
Yeah, that's right. That's right. So uh, that's something that IMAPS is doing a little bit differently this year, but it's uh, March 18th through the 21st will be DPC. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll have our uh, professional development courses on uh, Monday, which uh, Amy's done a great job of organizing this year. That's part of her responsibility as a general chair elect. Uh, and uh, then we get into the main conference uh, proceedings on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Thursday, we've always done a half day of presentations uh, after the keynotes in the morning. DPC uh, typically concludes about noon on that Thursday. And it's right at that time uh, on Thursday that the workshop on advanced packaging for medical microelectronics will take over. That's scheduled to go from the 21st to the 22nd. So IMAPS will be at Wicopaw all week long, uh, focus on DPC, the you know uh, Monday through Thursday, uh, and then the medical microelectronics will be taking over uh, Thursday through Friday. That'll be great. Will the exhibits be extended then, or will there be separate exhibits for the workshop on medical microelectronics? You know, my understanding is that uh, the schedule for the exhibits for DPC will hold to the same uh, schedule as we've done in years past. And I'm not aware of, um, of exhibits uh, specific for the medical microelectronics workshop. I believe that is uh, uh, more discussions and uh, program for presentations. Okay. So that takes us to my favorite topic, which is the networking. What have we got, Amy? So one of the great things about the size of DPC is that there's always multiple chances every day to network and you're not really going to miss out. There's never networking at the same time as there's presentations. So there's many chances throughout the day. So as Scott said, Monday is focused primarily on professional development courses, although it does conclude with a welcome reception. So your very first chance to network is Monday evening. There is a welcome reception followed by the IMAPS um, diversity town hall. In the evenings of the remaining days, let's see, the second day, Tuesday, there is a reception in the exhibit hall. There is a poster session on Wednesday. Everyday lunch is usually a very, uh, it's usually a very nice event because the weather is usually very good this time of year. And so you'll find a lot of people networking while eating lunch outside on the beautiful Wake Up Up Resort lawn. There are midday breaks in the exhibit hall when the exhibit hall is running and then kind of in the foyer area on Thursday, once the exhibit hall is closed down, there's still plenty of networking breaks. So there's really good opportunities to network in a fairly enclosed area so you can track down whoever it is that you're looking for uh, without too much trouble. And then there's the poster session and happy hour on Wednesday. The poster session is one of the I think favorite events at DPC. I know some presenters would actually prefer to have a poster versus to give an oral presentation because there's such good foot traffic and such uh, good opportunities to discuss whatever it is you're presenting. So the poster session is always for me, a personal highlight. I, I agree, Amy. It's, it's a great time to be able to have those detailed conversations with the poster presenters uh, it's very informal. Um, and, you know, it, like you mentioned, it, it coincides with the, hap the sponsored happy hour there. Uh, and weather permitting, it's out on the patio. You get a great view of the desert out below there. And uh, it's best time of the year in the desert, in my opinion, here. So that's a great event. I look forward to it, too. And this year, we've uh, 3D Insights has always hosted some sort of 
networking activity with the with the um, DEI fund tonight. We're changing things up a little bit this year, and we're actually going to have a member and their guests backyard Olympics as a member event. We're overlapping with this backyard Olympics. There'll be limited to 50 people. There'll be activities people can do in competitions and the opportunity to sponsor teams. And the whole idea is to bring some camaraderie to the networking portion of the event. And so that's going to actually run from seven to nine and details will be forthcoming. We'll be looking for sponsors for that as well. And then on Thursday, there's the golf outing and the hike for DEI. So if you're not participating in the medical microelectronics workshop, you might want to consider going, putting together a foursome and signing up for golf to, or to benefit the IMAPS foundation. And the hike for DEI is to benefit our um, scholarship fund yeah, we established the scholarship fund to help young women and underrepresented minorities gain access to STEM education programs at the technical school, community college, and university levels. So all of the proceeds from that hike will be going into that scholarship fund, which is being administrated through IMAPS Foundation. And this is the third year for the hike, is that correct? This is the third year for the hike, yes. And it's sponsored by KLA. I think that should be a beautiful hike this year. We're getting lots of uh, rain. Yeah. Uh, and that usually results in beautiful wildflowers out in the desert. So lots of great looking colors out there. We sure had them last year. Yeah. It, it was uh, it was really great. This is a little bit later, so there will be better flowers. It's a week or two later. So yeah, be mm. sure to check that out. You can register for both the golf tournament and the hike when you register for the event itself. So where do people go to find out more and register? That's an excellent question there. And I would direct them to the imaps.org webpage. Uh, a quick Google search for device packaging also takes you directly to that page. But on there, uh, you'll find the device packaging page off of imaps uh, and all of the necessary information for registering as well as the advanced program. Uh, and more details about our keynote speakers. All of that's listed on the website there. Uh, the networking opportunities as well, the the hike, the uh, golf outing, uh, it's all, all can be found on there, so. Great. Well, we look forward to being there and seeing you both and everybody else. And I would recommend to people to, when you book your flights, if you wanna take care, advantage of the Thursday afternoon events, Book your flights as late as you can so you have time or even wait until Friday to leave. Spend an extra night. Relax. It's a beautiful time of year in Arizona. Uh, thank you both for joining me today. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks, Francois. Thank you, Francois. International Women's Day is March 8th, and to celebrate, we're partnering with SEMI to bring you an episode on how companies are fostering and implementing DEIB and allyship in their company culture. We're looking for a few mentor-mentee pairs who are interested in sharing their stories as part of the episode. If you'd like to participate, drop me a line at Francoise at 3dinsights.com. Interviews must take place by February 23rd to be included. Details are in the show notes. There's lots more to come, so tune in next time to the 3D Insights Podcast. The 3D Insights Podcast is a production of 3D Insights, LLC.